Okay, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, Bet Online, our exclusive wagering partner. Bet Online, of course, where you get all your action on NFL football, NBA basketball, about to get started up in the coming weeks here. And Bet Online AG is the place you want to go. More options to wager than anywhere else online. So online today, take advantage of all the great midseason bonuses, offers, and contests. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Use the code CLNS50 when you go to betonline.ag. Once again, betonline.ag, code CLNS50 to get you 50% off your initial deposit. All right, dudes, welcome in to the Garden Report. Post-game edition. Post-game edition. First show of the new year. Um, our New Year's resolution was not to get angry, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna blow it right here. <laughs> we damn it. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. All right. I, I don't know. Jimmy can control himself. Man. I don't know about you, John. Yeah, John Jimmy can't play so much. We, Jimmy can't sway too much when we do the windows like oh, that. Oh shoot! You're yeah. right. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you got to stay straight, my friend. Shoot straight here. Um, stay straight. All right. Be hard. Everybody saw what happened. Bad. Okay. Um, Celtics lose to the Pistons. The game started horribly. Um, Celtics roared back. Looks like looked like it was one of those like, "Oops, we'll be fine." Um, you know, pull it together late. Just horrible execution and shot selection down the stretch. I, I, people will debate it. Good shots, open shots. You know, taking things in rhythm. A Grant corner three. Jason, uh, uh, Marcus Smart, uh, open three uh, in transition. There, the step up. Uh, uh, you know, again, Smart's layup there. And they're not the only ones who missed shots. Tatum and Brown both missed wide open threes, one to have taken a lead, one to tie the game. But I'm willing to accept those guys missing shots. I'm not willing to accept the other guys missing shots. I agree no, with you, you on that. You don't want them to take it, though. I think that's what it is. I don't want them to take it. I, I wanted to – I. Uh, Late in the clock, when you work it around, uh, maybe a different story. In in almost all of those instances, like, I, I just didn't want Smart – I just don't want smart shooting late. Um, I, I mean, I don't know. No, you're, you're, you're totally, I mean, you know my, I sh- kind of share that opinion with you, which I know probably doesn't make the best TV, but I'm, I'm with you on that. I mean, when, when Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are hitting shots as effectively as they were tonight, um, I don't have their field goal percentage in front of me, but I know that they were hovering around 50% or better. Um, so that said, Jason, T- Bobby's here. That said, Jason Tatum. Um. Did miss a wide, did miss a wide open three. The guy you want taking the shot, uh, I think Jalen Brown. Did he miss one too down the stretch there? Uh, Jalen missed the last and, one. Yeah, yeah, Jalen missed the last one. Right, Jalen missed the last one. So it's kind of unfair to just single out Marcus Smart in the situation because everyone. But I'm going to do it anyway. I know, and, and I understand where you're coming from. Yeah, but come on. I understand where you're coming from because you want to maximize your your I guess shots with with the, your two-headed monsters there but those guys missed him down the stretch too so i mean it's, it's not kind of just a- them jimmy though jalen brown did not have the ball in his hands nearly enough in the fourth quarter i mean entire possessions where you, you had to check to see if he was on the floor forget taking the shot it just right. didn't swing through him okay so jeff, jeff, teague, what- jeff teague comes in and the first First thing he does is look for his shot. He scored the second time, but at no point was he thinking about working it around or getting it to the two Jays. They just allowed the offense to run through different people. Like Jalen Brown, they went entire possessions that the ball didn't get into his hands. 
Yeah, I'm actually not going to go smart on this one. Grant Williams takes two of those last nine shots. I know. I, we already we, when you're late, Bobby, you're going to miss stuff. We we hit we we hit Grant. <laughs> yeah. So my point is, this goes back to what we've been talking about all season. Who's that fifth man in the lineup to close a game? We haven't been high on Grant, and still, he's the best option that they have at that spot uh, as a fifth option. And what did the Pistons do? They sealed the lane, got the ball out of Brown and Tatum's hands. I didn't think any – the only shot I thought was bad down the stretch was uh, Smart's pull-up with 16 seconds left. And even that was kind of in rhythm off a pass. But they, exactly. they, they produced some good shots down the stretch. The problem is they went down 21 and probably were a little dead to end this game. Uh, but – Who's going to be your fifth reliable option when they get the ball out of Tatum's hands, when they get the ball out of Brown's hands, they still don't have one. And that's going to be a big part of surviving early this year is, you know, finding a steady hand who can hit those open shots late. But you're talking yeah. about the fifth. Bobby, Bobby, I, I think what, what John, you missed the part what John was saying that he just doesn't want it at all. Like if those are good looking shots, I don't mind those guys taking it. Yeah, I, I don't either. Like, John, I understand that. But that's what happens when you when you give up, you know, when you're behind by 21 points, when you're playing catch up. And that's what got them back. That's essentially what got them back. I mean, what sealed it was obviously Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. They combined for eight points in that fourth quarter to grab their first lead of the night, their first lead of the night in the fourth quarter. So then moving on from that point, I felt like the flow of the offense, the way Marcus Smart was playing, the way he was attacking the basket, the way he was finding other guys, I thought he played great. He sort of earned those shots, if you ask me. But, yeah, you miss those shots. You live with those misses. But, John, you, you can't single out. You can't bring up Marcus Smart. And not talk about Tatum and Brown taking those open looks that were great looks, and they just didn't fall. This oh, that Tatum look was awesome. Well, I mean, every I can. shot matters down the stretch. That's what happens when you go when you when you're down by 21 points. Well, they weren't down. Isn't it's the NBA? You're you're gonna go down big, and and a lot of they were dreadful though early. They they earned they earned that deficit. I mean, that was a horrific first quarter. Credit to them. The second half, they played with a lot more energy and a lot more purpose. They they brought it back to a close game. They took the lead at points. They, as a team, collectively went completely cold late in that fourth quarter. I don't know exactly the the uh, full amount of time that it was that they yeah, because these guys needed a, they, they needed a breather. I feel like, and then once they came back, no, they really need a. I mean, these guys once they came 20, back in the rhythm of things, twenty two, they, they couldn't hit the shots. Jason Tatum is nineteen years old. And he needs a breather. I mean, these these guys are professional players. Like, like don't give me that. I mean, listen. They miss the shots. Sometimes they go down, sometimes they don't. But I'm with John in the sense where and, – and, Bobby, you're talking about, oh, they don't have a fifth option. They don't have a fifth option. It shouldn't come down to the fifth option. Brad Stevens should be able to get his guys in the correct sets to get your guys the ball. You don't think that they, – they don't think that – Well, he, he did that, James, you know. The Rockets yeah. got James Harden the ball at the end. You know, I mean, you can go right. down the line on, on, on teams that get their star players the ball. So don't tell me that Grant Williams has to take the shot or Marcus Mott has to take the shot. Like, well, John, let me ask you – hold on real quick, John. Let me ask you this, though. How do you feel about the play itself, though? Because you got to look for Jalen Brown. One? It wasn't an ISO look. It was a shot, obviously. It was, it was great plays, player. great sets. I liked both I mean, plays setting up the Jalen and Jason because that, yeah, those, those are the guys you want to set up. Grant Williams should never be taking shots late in games, ever. Ever. So you think that cost the game, essentially, though? I, I'm just saying, look – you're when you have games that are decided late you point to the things that happen late obviously what the reason they lost this game is because they went down by 21 points to the pistons and sleepwalked through the entire first quarter and they yeah. found themselves in this position it should never be this close but in any late game situation i just can't you just 
you just don't want Grant Williams and Marcus Smart taking well, if a guy's team. out there, they're going to take an open shot, and that's the problem. Like, he, he shouldn't be out there in that position. That's right. Brad's offense, though. Yeah, you know, and it was good offense. They went 0-9 to close this game, but it was all good shots except for that smart one. Uh, So, you know, I I can't blame too much of what happened in crunch time here. What really threw them off, I felt like, though, to begin that fourth quarter was they put out that great lineup, arguably what should be the starting lineup by the end of this year. Three guards and Rob, plus I Tatum at the four. And Rob goes down. They start mixing in T, Grant through that stretch. And, you know, that, that might have been your closing uh, five to cl- uh, end this game. But then you end up with that Grant-Tice combo that I haven't loved at all. And Tice played well again tonight. But, I mean, I've defended Grant as being a guy who can hit threes off of the, uh, you know, defense collapsing. And he couldn't do that late. So I don't know which Grant's giving you, period, if he can't do that. Another rough night for him, minus three. You know who could do that, Bobby? Sadiq Bay, five three pointers. Man, does that dude look like he's not a a rookie, or is it just me? I don't know. And this is I, I remember. Mean, instance, but I remember our conversation vividly about him because I think we both liked him, and he was a wing, a guy who could fill in at the wing right away, a guy who had played multiple years of college basketball like Pritchard, uh, and was ready to go on the defensive end and was a forty percent three point shooter. He'd be looking pretty good on that wing spot for Boston. There's no doubt about that. Three and D. So yeah. Rob Williams went up, but he was apparently available to play. Um, is Brad Stevens still? I mean, we're kind of picking up where we left off with like the center position here, where it's like you know, on any given night, it could be any of these guys just getting minutes. We have really no rhyme or reason to who it is or when or or why. Whether it's Tice Thompson now in the mix, Rob Williams, Grant Williams. Um, again, I mean, I'm 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 not like hating on Grant Williams. I just don't know if he's ready for crunch time, end of game minutes. Um, I, I would rather, I, and I know that Thompson's not going to help you with any outside shooting, but don't tell me that Tristan Thompson isn't familiar with like being a big game player in the fourth quarter because he is, and he can grab boards. Um, you know, he can give you um, extra opportunities. A guy like Rob Williams, you already know that what he's capable of working with Tatum and Brown. So I just don't know if if Grant Williams is helping you more or hurting you more when he's in there late in game. So. They don't have a lot of options right now, and that's the killer. And that's what I mean, guys. Jalen Brown. We're not just talking about the last three or four positions. Jalen Brown got did not have the ball nearly. He was unguardable in this game. Okay, yeah. he was unguardable. Okay, I, I I'm so confused by all of the late game execution. I we we always point to Brad here, and everyone will say it's an overreaction. Guys are going to take open shots. This is again at those times. It's do the people on the floor know what they're supposed? Are the people on the floor told just go out there and play, and if you have a shot, take it? Are they told, hey guys, be careful with the ball here. Get it to Jalen and Jason. They're cooking. If something comes to you within the flow, sure, take it. Or is it? Go out there, and if you want, dribble around and see if you can score on your own. It's cool. Everybody likes basketball. It's fun. Like, I, I, I don't know. Like <laughs> Those back-to-back team possessions are the ones that kill me more than anything. Who told – and Thompson one time just got the ball and started powering his way into the lane. Who told these guys that's what they're supposed to do? Like, I'm so oh. confused at, at, at these times. Within the flow – like, what's amazing is Marcus – this was one of those games where everybody's cold, so I'm going to shoot because somebody's got to score, and Marcus hit a couple threes early. That's almost the worst thing that can happen for him because then he's like, oh, yeah. cool, I'm just going to shoot, you know? Yeah, um, smart game. 
Right, and then it turns into the Marcus Smart game. I don't think they they never win any of those Marcus Smart games. When he when Marcus Smart scores a lot of points, those always go bad. You I don't know, know I mean, if that's his fault though. That that usually means that other guys aren't. That everybody else. Was that cold. was the problem tonight. Yeah. yeah, I didn't love the way Tatum started this game. Brown obviously no was energy at all. Uh, the, the the ball handling, especially to begin this game, was shameful. And the way the rate at which this team's turning the ball over through some of these games to start the year is enormously concerning because. The goal for this team by the end of the year is can Tatum, can Brown be your lead ball handlers, you know, at least until Kemba Walker gets back and get you into those crunch time moments. There wasn't a quarter in this game where they weren't throwing the ball away or Smart was whipping it out of bed. Like everybody took some level of blame in that one. And that got the Pistons going too. Uh, the live ball turnovers that just sent them out in transition, got them a lot of second chance opportunities. I was surprised with how the Pistons came out in this one. They really battled. They took it to Boston from like the earliest minutes with the hard drives and just had endless energy to begin this so i don't know it was a new year's eve or what that just had the celtics looking dead in that first half but that they you can't start a game anywhere so that expect to you know be far ahead by the end of it detroit played a strong strong game here for a bit but you could see what was happening and and the celtics should have once they once they pulled ahead by five points there six points right. might have been the, the, the biggest lead what I think was it, was- it? Four at toward the end. No, it was the five for phase. sure. Yeah, it was five for sure. Yeah, they had a five point lead in that four. At least, yeah. yeah. It was at the, uh, it was at the Tatum and Tatum and Brown. They combined for eight, eight straight. It was like an eight zero run, and then they just went cold. Or oh, the team went cold for what four minutes? Those those right. four minutes in the middle of the of the fourth. I mean, that's when you essentially take control of the game right there. That's what they they did everything except for that final step. It's like man, they needed one. More shot, pretty much. Yeah. Right, exactly. You erased it, and you still have what eight minutes in the fourth, like plenty of time. Yeah, or Marcus wasn't playing two free throws. Yeah, there's so there were so many things that that led to this. uh, The office dried up, John. I think the office dried up. I really really do. Completely. Yeah, I don't know if the ball of Jalen was the answer, though. I I don't. I I hear you though. Those last couple of minutes, they were they were very they were very uh, liberal with the ball for sure. And that's (laughs) why, like. Obviously, you want Jalen and Jason taking those shots down the stretch. But, John, I mean, look at the – I mean, we, if you watched the game, we all watched the game tonight, neither of those guys were, were anywhere near on from from deep tonight. I mean, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but the three-point shooting tonight was terrific from both those guys. So well, for, for the entire like team, yeah. Exactly. So, but that's, so that's what I mean. Like, yeah, I mean, typically if I see Marcus Smart stepping into a 28-footer, I'm not happy about that. But, I mean, it's a wide-open shot. In, in, you know, motion, I'll take it because Jalen and Jason, as good as uh, uh, Jalen Brown was tonight, and really both guys really were, you know, they were not, you know, sharpshooters from, you know, beyond the arc. I think Jalen Brown was like one of seven or eight or something. So, again, I mean, yeah, you want those guys being the ones down the stretch taking the shot every single time. But I will say, even though Jason Tatum missed the shot, or Jalen Brown and Jalen Brown missed the shot, those were both two good looks out of out of um, you know stoppage, and it wasn't just Jason Tatum throwing up a step back three pointer prayer that you know if it goes in great, and if it doesn't, we're all criticizing Brad and criticizing Tatum for decision making. So yeah, the shots didn't fall tonight, but at least they got good looks. Um, and you know you just take this L and you go back out there on Sunday, and hopefully they can you know they should be able to take care of business on Sunday. I like what you said about the centers, Jimmy. Because if we look at this game. Especially. You had three different guys in there, uh, and 
You know, I thought they all showed good signs, but this team still looks at like it's most cohesive self with Daniel Tice out there. It's two strong games from him in a row, I thought. Uh, he got the transition defense going a little bit. And if you look at those two last shots, those are great flare screens from him. He's such a great uh, screen setter for this team to free up Tatum and Brown in those spots. But the problem is you have to play Grant with them. Like, either that or do the two-center thing. And is this two-center thing to start games going to keep going? Because it feels like every single night that's just a sloppy way to start a game where you have centers diving out on three-point shooters and guys mm-hmm. jumping on offensive rebounds and getting beat in transition the other way. They're so stuck when it comes to lineups right now that when I saw Pritchard and Rob with the starters to start the fourth, I was like, here we go. Like, this is the lineup right here. And then it's done uh, yeah, with that I, Rob injury. I think a pl- plus minus is a ridiculous stat and entirely overrated, but Ty still had the worst plus minus of the three of those guys tonight in his minutes. I thought he looked good, <laughs> he though. That good. block from behind. Yeah. Like, he's, he's making plays. Well, I, I'm huge just pointing it out. Right I thought he was fine. But he, again, it's not right. I we thought it was going to happen. It was like night and day Tatum compared to, I mean, uh, Tice compared to the first half. It yeah. just seemed like he was like sleepwalking out there. And then came the hard screens. And he was a big part of that comeback. But yeah, yeah I mean, him and him and Thompson, though, I, I don't know if you can do that down the stretch in this one. No, I, and Thompson, I got, Thompson got chewed up on the glass, too. Right. Oh, and Detroit's, yeah. Detroit's and, tough and, there. And, and when Grant came in and, and he had that, that, that charging layup, you're like, okay, wait a minute now. Okay, now Grant's going to have some momentum. But. It just never really materialized towards the end of the end of the game. I give Tice credit for uh, not just getting on the plane and going home after Jeremy Grant dunked on him. So he could have just left the left the old arena after that. But I he, love Jeremy Grant. Continued playing, so good on him. That was <laughs> a tough one. That was a poster, like you know, oh, yeah. poster right there. Jeremy what Grant. About the, what about the left-handed dunk though? Even though it didn't count, Jalen. Jeez. Jalen, we're, we're really looking at something special, Boone, right here. And you, you mentioned the one or seven from three to start this game. He's pushing 60% from the field through six games. I mean, that's just like, that's like a center number. You know what he was not from three? He's oh, well, he perfect. The math. He missed like he two shots. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, 11, his, 11 for 13 from, 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 from two. Yeah, his efficiency no dropped throws. the charts. No free throws, though. How do we feel about that? Didn't get to the line once tonight. He did not. The officiating was a bit rough tonight. I'll say that. It was loose. I mean, oh. they let these teams fly up and down the court. I actually liked watching it. It was, it was just nonstop pace tonight. Nonstop pace, well, but like it was almost everything resulted in a turnover. Yeah. I mean, Jalen Brown, <laughs> yeah, Jalen Brown and the officiating. How about that um, offensive foul call that it's kind of a hot topic going into today because of the Trey Young. Basically, what Trey Young does and what Chris Paul does is, you know, they'll just kind of like stop and yeah, and Jalen got a call on him. Yeah, and like they always get the call for them, and Jalen did the same exact thing tonight, and he got the call against him, which you never see that. So it's going to be interesting to see how the refs are going to call that or not call that because it's consistent apparently across the league, anyways. (laughs) Yeah, it's funny to see them get hit with that and the seal thing in that Brooklyn game. I know it's crazy. And yep. I guess the, the whole the whole conversation about the war on Tice continues. That's driving me crazy on these broadcasts because I was like, I was one of the original guys who talked about that, but then he just started fouling so much over the last two years that I was like, you know, the, he's probably fouling. And still, like every <laughs> broadcast, we have to hear about this. Like it's it's driving me crazy. But uh, you know, I think the team is where I want them to be. 
500 through 10 games, through 20 games, however long they're with that stretch without Kemba Day, like stick around 500 and just keep scrapping away in these games because you look at how undermanned they are in terms of depth right now. They played Carson Edwards in the second quarter, and it's just like, what's going on? (laughs) They're just like scrapping for anyone to step up on that wing, and he did not play well. He did not play well at all. Well, because he's a friggin' G Leaguer, man. Like, what are we talking about? Yeah, man, this is is the worry with this team right now. He goes in over Neesmith. So that All right, well, let's have, let's have the is. debate that Joe Sway's been raring to have since the second quarter of the game, okay? Hey, um, hey I'm not ready to trade away Neesmith, but, man, my boy Bay I, went off. Not man. even that. It's just we, went off. we talked about – you're not going to judge it after one game, but we talked about just um, Bay. You know, who, else Bay, is, Bay. who else is playing that's kind of drafted in and around that. And obviously cracking Detroit's rotation or, in Sadiq Bay's case, starting lineup um, – is something you can do on a roster like this, but the dude's playing 30 minutes as a draft pick that was in the in the conversation for who the Celtics picked there. So you're gonna get a look at a bunch of these guys coming through here, and it's gonna be kind of that first wave through, seeing what some of these kind of mid-range rookies have. This was your first look at Bay. What'd you think, Josue? He's your guy. Uh, I love I love what I saw, John. I, I didn't expect the uh, the, the three-point shooting to be this efficient, at least this early in his career. But defensively is where I I was really. Uh, I, I liked him for the Celtics big time. I mean, obviously the three-point shooting is what, you know, the, the three and D, the guy that is sort of, uh, I feel like Brad's offense has been, you know, thirsting for for years now. And I just thought he was the perfect NBA guy to go ahead right now. Now, in a, a year or two, will Neesmith be better? I mean, we have to wait and see. But I just think defensively, he's just, his, his body type, which is, again, another thing I really like about Neesmith, you know, I, I think that's a, a huge uh, addition to a team that, that has to play against some of the, some of the, you know, the, the, the Kevin Durant and the Giannis Antetokounmpo, you know, some of the toughest uh, players in the front court. And I think he could have really helped this team right away. We have to wait and see what's going to happen with Neesmith. But, I mean, Sadiq Bey, he, he, he's already checking all the boxes. Huh. That's a Bay insider right there. I, I got nothing to add. I'm I mean, telling you. The Celtics, the Celtics, you know, obviously we talked about it with the TPE. They're going to have to address that, that wing position because at the end of the day, like, they need someone like that, another 3 and D guy or something of that magnitude. Yeah, oh, yeah. The South- tweet tonight. Celina's uh, tweet tonight said uh, Jeremy Grant having a nice audition for that Celtics TPE. Yeah, that might have been me. Is that a source? <laughs> that was definitely you. <laughs> I knew it was you, John. <laughs> but what Bobby's guy, Syracuse grad, right? Yeah. Uh, he's, look, he, I mean, the reason the guy, wrong. the reason guys. Point to oh, him. Much. It's, another, it's another example of how, how weak that wing position is for the Celtics, man. Him out. Secondary wing, wing defender. The reason people point to Grant is just because the money works, not not necessarily because he's on the trade block. He was one of those guys that, like, you know, the Pistons were like, right, right. Who's who will play for us, you know? And <laughs> who can we, we overpay? We, we've got money. Who can we overpay, you know? <laughs> yeah. But to Grant's credit, he's kind of like, he's definitely like t- making the most of his. Of his opportunity to play. So, I mean, honestly, it goes back to, like, can the Celtics – I mean, if this guy gets too good, then he's just going to be another player that's out of the question because all they have is a TPE to offer. I mean, we spent 20 minutes talking about Rob Williams. Would you trade Rob Williams for Anthony Davis? I think we talked about that for 20 minutes in the last show. And then Rob Williams, again, you know, yeah, I know he got he got hurt in this one. But even prior to that, it wasn't like he was playing much at all. Again, I don't know what this guy has to do to get some significant well, burn on the team. Jeremy Grant loves himself some Pistons basketball right now because, you know, his his minutes, his shots, everything on this team is up, you know? He gets his to just 
this team for sure. Yes, yeah. just chuck it. 24 field goal attempts. I mean, this is a guy who's averaged, you know, 20 something minutes per game, 10, 12 field goal attempts per game. And he gets to come here to Detroit and just chuck it, you know, 24, 24 times in one he's game. He's loving life. Yeah, yeah he's, he's loving life. Career high. He almost hit it. Yeah. If he gets traded, if he gets traded to a place like Boston, he's going to be like, all right, so you're going to take it easy over here, you know? He'd be, he'd be a four in Boston. Like, he'd be playing that spot that we talked about Grandin tonight. He's pretty much playing shooting guard on that massive Pistons team. And you look at their lineup with all the centers and, and you know, Julio Okafor wasn't playing for them tonight, but they just have centers galore yeah, there. It's like a six eight two guard. I yeah. Mean <laughs> Doubling his field goal attempts from this year. And last year. I'll give him credit though. He's he wanted to go there to be the man. Kind of a weird guy to think about being the man on a team, but he's done an okay job with it so far in terms of efficiency before tonight. Putting up a ton of points, but you know, I don't know how a team with, like you said, a power forward playing your two guard, Derek Rose playing point guard, they have the most confusing roster in the NBA. But, but that guy, you I mean, this type of player is exactly what you would put in the Celtics starting lineup. Yep, to never, ever, 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 ever play Tyson Thompson <laughs> together again. Okay. Yep. Yep. Never ever again. He'd be a dream. He'd be a dream for them. Uh, I just I don't think they have the assets to acquire. What's Detroit gonna acquire a seventh center? I like I just don't kind of see a trade working. Exactly. There. I feel like I feel like Detroit always has three centers. Maybe they will. <laughs> <laughs> so Maybe they'll add Tice to play the two guard next. Oh my god! What is that, um... this? This team makes no sense. Oh, okay. I was looking at D Rose. I was looking. Derek Rose kind of like sneaky impressed me a little bit tonight. I mean, I know he's not the old Derek Rose, but like you kind of forget about him. You just don't. You just don't watch a lot of him anymore. I completely forgot. In the broadcast, yeah. someone was like, "Oh, you know, he used to be in." I was half not not really, you know paying attention for a split sure. second and someone talked about well when you're a former mvp you get something something i was like who the hell on the pistons is a former mvp I was like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, what kind of ill-informed idiot is doing this broadcast and i was like oh it's Derek. it took uh, you know you just forget right yeah he, I mean, he, had, he had a good start to the regular season last year too but people forget that was a long long time ago yeah Dude, and I mean, who's following the pistons i mean they're the most listless team in this league but you know they brought it tonight. They got some young players, so go ahead. They're one and four. But you know now. what though? I mean, he's he's coming off the bench for them. I mean, he's a prime candidate to be traded. I feel like because he could help a lot of teams. He was last year too. A lot of people yeah. thought he was going to go to the Lakers. That's going to come up again. Contract. You know what, Bobby? That's probably going to happen. Watch him go to the Lakers. <laughs> I can just see LeBron yeah. just just adding him at the last, last right. Week. Well, the Clippers. Yeah, uh, I mean this team's going to you, you do. You bring up that TP, John. This team will be interesting with that because the pieces are just so weird there. I mean, I they do have good players, but it's just like, well, how does all this fit together? The, the worst thing, too, is they drafted good players. I mean, they get Killian Hayes, who I love. Bay is going to, like, waste away his days there. And Isaiah Store played great tonight, too, who I wanted on the Celtics. So, like, <laughs> I guess they're the new kings who eat up some great talents and just put them in the worst situations. You like Killian Hayes? I do. He's gone off to a brutal start, though. I'll, I'll, yeah. Richard murdered him. Didn't yeah, Richard he, murder him in cold blood? He looks rough to start this year, but he's it got no rough. spacing. It's all big centers around him. I don't know what you do with that. He's like a you know kind of wing uh, point guard hybrid. I thought that pick was so weird for them. And right. Really, everything they did this year was so weird. I, I just I don't understand it. It's it's so strange watching them. And Jimmy brought up those Josh Smith. Drummond and uh, uh, Greg Monroe teams, 
Like it's like yeah. that all over again. It really is. By the way, it looks like it looks like Halliburton is this year's hero, huh? Yeah, he looks good. The guy who went a pick or two before that it was like, oh, if you could have just yeah. had that guy. He when he went, you were too. like, ah, oh, damn. Yeah. We're going to get somewhere with Neesmith, and I know like you got to give him his time and everything like that, but when you think about the pick, it was made for a shooting guy who's ready to roll. He can plug right in to drill some shots, and if the defense and ready if all roll. these other things are ready to roll. Yeah, he's not ready to roll. That's kind of the point. That, there. Like that's the oh, okay. that's the worst thing about it is you drafted a a, a guy. He's not like he's not like a project. You know what I mean? Right. You drafted a guy with 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 who played and had per college production. He wasn't a one and done guy. Yeah. Right. And, and you're not asking him to do. You're not asking him to run the offense. You're asking him to stand in the corner. Stand in the corner. Three pointers. So there's my question. Like, if Grant Williams is going to stand at the corner and miss threes, can't Neesmith just stand <laughs> in the corner? You would think. You would think so. But it's it's that defensive emphasis, you know. And they're not what playing great Grant defense. What, what, what emphasis? What what defensive emphasis is Grant Williams? Again, I'm not trying to hit on Grant Williams, but like, let's stop acting like he's you are. You know, like over here, man. Well, he's I'm a proven NBA defender. Up. Like that's what it comes. Yeah. You guys got to admit, though, he, 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 looked, he looked way better defensively last year. I don't know what happened during that, the offseason, but saying. he just hasn't that's looked true. the same at all this year. Yeah, I, I won't argue with that. I'm just explaining the rationale right now, which might be right. misguided, might not be. I, they, but, they're saying that this guy can't defend. Right, you but need defense or offense down the stretch? Here, but let, let me ask you this. You need offense. But, but you do, but I don't object to him not playing. Him not playing means he's probably nowhere frigging near – we saw him yesterday. Play. He didn't look good. He doesn't know where he's supposed to be at yeah. all. What what I'm yeah. saying is, you know, the the natural thing oh, to do you. is to is to put up the defenses and say he's just a rookie. It's early. They missed camp. Pile up the excuses, all of which are legitimate, but they might not necessarily be the reason. My my concern is: is there something that they didn't see in the draft process? They got the guy here, and they were like, "Uh oh," you know. That's your easily, concern. yeah, easily. <laughs> This you don't the know that that's the case. That's just my – that's the fear is like yeah. he should, after playing two years at Vanderbilt and the type of game that he has, be able to come in here and in spots do some stuff. And the fact that Stevens laughed about it in the preseason when asked about where he's at and he's like, the dude can't get up the court. You know, like he's completely lost. Don't expect to see him soon. That's somewhat surprising to be that – far behind on a team that desperately needs people to take minutes and i am worried that he's just they he's not what they thought he was and they're trying to figure out how to kind of fix that you know i, yeah. I don't know that's the you know worry. What? yeah you know what I, I i'm comparing this year's draft class to like online dating and what i mean by that is like yeah anyone who's ever been on online dating and i'm not you know we may get some online dating spots someday so it's very successful for some people but you just don't know what you're getting yourself into when you're showing up to that first date. And then you sit down and you're like, you either know, you're like, oh boy, you don't look like your pictures or you don't look, you know, you're not really who I thought you were. And maybe it's because they didn't have, you know, a long off season. They didn't have as much recruiting as they needed. Or they didn't get to meet these guys ahead of time and really get a good feel for who they were drafting. Maybe they just took a flyer and they said, you know, yeah, I'll go on a date with this, with this person. And, you know, hopefully it works out well. Well, maybe it's not going to work out. That's my comparison is uh, online dating to this draft class. Joe Sweat, you've been on a lot of online dates. 
No, no, that, that's all you, Jimmy. That's all you. <laughs> Jimmy's a you, master. You used to tell me yeah, your stories, yeah. man. Those are good. Back when we had that sponsor, I won't mention Yo, the name of the sponsor. You know, hey, I'm not gonna give anybody listen, any free plug. NBA, but some of these NBA teams, they probably went on great, great online, great first dates from online dates. Some of these teams aren't going to, and maybe the Celtics are just one of those teams that, like, they sat down and like, oh boy, I gotta get out of yeah, here. I think, I think they're crazy about it, Jimmy. I, I think they, they think uh, you know, second or third date is appropriate. You know, well, yeah, I don't you, think they're that's panicking the with you, Bernice, man. But you, you know, you gotta have a couple more dates. Hey, LinkedIn has DMs. Um, the Aaron Naismith, the whole thing we about him. Spend, is, we could spend way more than 10 minutes talking about awful online dating stories. <laughs> the thing about Naismith, I, I'm going to keep going back to it, is that you, they drafted him as a guy who was ready to roll, and he, he's not. And that was like the big thing there. You had some holes on this team to fill, and it feels like he's a little bit. right in and contribute and shoot. right? Yeah, and that, that was the thinking behind the Pritchard one, too. Like, we're weak at point guard. This guy is ready to roll at that position, and that one worked. Uh, so <laughs> it's not looking great. And there were other shooters available. We think of Bay. We think of Tyrell Terry, Desmond Bain, who a lot of draft guys liked, and Boston ended up training away. We're going to do this all year. It's, it's really tough to tell with these young players early on. But to have a guy just like Langford last year who's just not able to play right away, whether it's because of injuries or readiness, that kills you when you have a need there on the wing, and they didn't think they would oh, have that last yeah. year. But you guys, you guys gonna James Young him? Uh, yeah, John, John, you really, <laughs> you really put that up. Neesmith is James Young. All right, really? you, you, you might as well just throw Yabu. guy RJ Hunter at least before you put Neesmith there. Jeez. No, because RJ Hunter and Yabu are taken in the twenties. Okay, James Young was sixteen. Neesmith and Langford both fourteen. Those are those That's are true. spots. Because Rosier was lottery picks. Rosier was yeah. That was yeah. the year they got Rozier. Yeah. The lottery pick, technically. And hey, I, it's too soon. Too yeah. soon for that comparison. Shame on you, Steve. Steve. I'm with you with the like James Young one, though. Weird looking like, I, if, if, if we can, if, if, Put it this way, John. If you have to pull this graphic up in about a year and a half or so, it's going to be bad for the Celtics. It's going to be bad. Jimmy, what you said, though, <laughs> is interesting because we had Brad earlier this, uh, you know, the beginning of the season saying that he hadn't been playing five-on-five, five, so that kind of indicates that they didn't see him in a five-on-five five setting. I, you know, you only had a half season of him playing there at Vanderbilt this last year before the injury. So literally, it feels like all they have to go on is that second half season at Vanderbilt. The first one wasn't that great. You know, kind of an average year in his freshman year. Yeah. And that's what they went off, like a great shooting stretch to start last year. Yeah, but they Bob, it's not like – this is another thing, too, that Celtics fans need to, need to remember. It's not like if there was, hypothetically, a summer league that he would have participated because his foot wasn't ready yet. I mean, this whole thing was from the start. The Celtics knew what they were getting themselves into. That this thing was going to take some time. Kyrie, yeah. ridiculous! You got to change your username if you ever want to be back on the on. Blast it up on this. Uh, we'll have to I see. Kinda I, like I, I kind of like I, it because you can't tell if he's a Kyrie fan or if he's not. So can I? Can I? I'm just. <laughs> I'm surprised we're here with this. Uh, there Yo, is Duncan Robinson is a legit. But, NBA but me, I want to I want to give a, sh a nod to some of the comments here. There's an insane amount of people here who are uh, all over Tatum right now on the comments. Uh, and Tatum? again, I've been critical of him a little bit only because it's relative to his um, top 10 in the MVP conversation expectations, not just at face value, whether he's good or not good. Obviously, he's, a, he's an excellent player. But there's a lot of people here dogging him for his weight, saying the 10 pounds, he looks slow. 
saying he's playing too passively uh, and a lot of different things. I'm just throwing that out there for you guys. I'm not saying it myself, but we have at times wondered if Tatum's been too passive after a couple of games where he didn't really need to do much last game, but I thought he played efficiently. The game before that, he was very, very aggressive, but obviously that's coming off of the heels of a couple of games where he was settling for stuff. We've been talking about since the beginning of the season, it looks like he can't turn the corner um, and get around guys the way he was before. He did start a lot of those step through up and under sort of fakes to get um, to get free and get his shot, but he's not, he doesn't, Again, it's maybe it's me, and again, other people are seeing it too here, so I'm just throwing it out there. He doesn't look as twitchy. He doesn't look like he's got guys on a string, you know, uh, like he did. There was a lot of, you know, you had a lot of ankle-breaking highlight reels, even when he would take his step back, where he would just have guys just so worried about getting blown by or getting whatever, and he'd get a real separation on those on those step backs. He doesn't seem to be getting those as much now. So yeah. anything you're seeing there, I mean, again, it's easy to point to 10 pounds of weight. I didn't really see, he doesn't look stronger or bigger or it doesn't look like weight room weight, but he's got one of those physiques that's going to be hard for him to ever look like, you know, unless he hits it hard one year. But I, what, what do you guys think as far as that? Does he look physically the same? Yeah, I think he's still adjusting to it a bit. I think there's some truth to that. I mean, he's not built like – I mean, we always compare, or at least in the beginning of his career, we compare his, his, his game to, to Durant a lot. But his body type is a little different, right? He has much more muscle than Durant, especially now. So I, I think it's kind of harder for him to maybe adjust. But in the sense of turning the corner, yeah, I agree to that to a certain extent. But what I'm looking at is his footwork. I think he's uh, improved a bit with that. And I think that's what's been so frustrating for me, at yeah. least in the First few, the first few games of the season were just like, dude, you had the footwork, just go inside, and he was just chucking away. But tonight, that wasn't the case. He, he did force the issue. Uh, he did take a couple of those step three-pointers that sort of frustrate you. But when he got to the free throw line, when he got to his spot, when he pulled up and those shots weren't falling, then it was like, okay, Tatum, you, you didn't know down the stretch if it was going to go in. It was sort of 50-50, yeah. it felt like. Whereas with Jalen Brown, it felt like, okay, now he's cooking. Jalen can really close this one out. I don't have any yeah. problems with Tatum aside from the turnovers like those are still my thing with him and i'm gonna nitpick it to the maximum because we think of him of being that number one but or top five asking, hey, Tatum, oh come on ross I, uh, bobby i'm asking physically does he look uh I, I, less athletic less 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 mobile uh I, and again we know and I, I i know this is a rough comment on the tatum is soft but he w does not play to contact yeah oh yeah just does not do it I agree with that. Yeah. Does not do it. And it affects his shots because he's not enough of a leaper to go up and over people. So he's still doing too many of these scoopy extended arm things around the basket. It's one of the reasons he misses layups because he changes his shot to, 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 to take a shot that's not as uh, natural for him uh, instead of just going and just drawing the foul and playing through contact. He will not yeah. seek it out. That's a separate issue. The other is just simply Bobby. Athletically, you don't see a, you don't see an, any sort of drop there. Not a ton. There's been a few plays where I'm seeing what you're seeing. I think that weird one against the Grizzlies, where he was like at point blank range and like step back into the 15 footer, was a little weird. So I, it feels like he's kind of just getting that footing under him of being on the ball a lot more, creating for himself a ton more. Just like you know, to start his career, he was off ball a lot, playing off other guys. And he's getting in that playmaking position. He has to worry about, you know, who's to my left, who's to my right, dealing with double teams as consistently as he does. There's just a lot going on around him as a number one guy. And he handled it extremely well in the playoffs. So there's definitely a difference at the start this year through some of his more trouble-filled stretches. 
But you know, this is this is night in and night out now at the start of the year. You got to get used to being in that position physically. I don't, maybe a few plays, but I I feel like overall he's been already. Right. Am I missing anything, Jimmy? No, but I mean, I'm kind of confused. So there's people are saying he needs to lose weight, John. You can't. Con- Commenters aren't liking the ten pounds. Uh, they think he's slow, and I'm just That's, pointing it out because okay. I've 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 said it a few times, both in the preseason and early in this year. He does not look as quick and twitchy as he as he did last year uh, when okay. he was, and and that's. Again, that but, but I'm willing to say that's working his way into the season, and it's still well. You, you, your point there is he could be using that size to embrace contrast. But that's the other thing is if this happens and you do grow right and you are stronger, 100. Let's say, let's say he did lose one eighth of a step. Who knows? I'm not saying anything. He should absolutely be seeking out contact a little bit more if he's a little bit bigger. That's the point of him getting bigger. It's been the point since he got in the league. Everyone's saying he needs to add muscle to his frame. It's not just uh, drawing contact when you get to the basket. It's on your way to the basket. It's so easy to be knocked off your line. Yeah, I think think that's fair. I think that's where we are If you don't have the base to continue driving through people, it's so easy. If you're a step behind, physically you can get knocked back and the other guy can catch up. Uh, and that's always been a thing with him too. Well, let's compare it to another guy, Anthony Davis. What's his listed weight? What's his listed weight? Do we know anyone know off the I don't, top? Off the I don't top? know off the I mean, top of my like, head, but I'm thinking of another guy who transformed his body. You know, John can look up the weight real quick. Uh, no, but see, he's not. He doesn't think he's Kobe because Kobe wants the contact. Kobe yeah. goes in, and, and he when the guy jumps up, he's not going for the fadeaway. He's going. Well, I think I think of the I think of the way Anthony Davis plays too. You know, on the wing for the Lakers, where he's gone to with them. You see the way he uses his body to bump guys out of his way in the lane. And if guys are going to get in his way, there's going to be a collision at the rim. and There's going to be a foul, and he's going to be going on the line. I think that's the most fair criticism you can come up with of Tanner Sight this year because he hasn't been bad. You know, he's not struggling right now. This is a you know perfectly fine no. game from him, especially no, toward no. the end. You're just nitpicking him because we've raised him to that massive standard of being a top 10 guy in this league. So that's the kind of thing you have to do if you're that guy. Embrace contact. And, you know, always be willing to, you know, get a blocking foul on a guy at a rim instead of avoiding him. But, you know, we saw that at the beginning of last year. And as the season went on, he kind of grew more comfortable, got to the line more often. Maybe this is kind of an early season thing that he has to deal with, you know, get used to that contact, get in the flow of things. I know. Yeah, yeah but I'll say. I mean, you can't we're, say we're, that. We say, we say he's top 10, but I can name – can you name nine other guys? I mean, the, the guys who are above him – they all go for the Jalen Brown. They all get to the free throw line. All right. What I'm what I'm gonna say is you you can't say that J, that Jason Tatum needs to lose weight. He's not a guard. He's not playing shooting guard. He's not. He doesn't need to be the quickest guy on the floor. He needs to put on weight and muscle like he's doing. Is Let's it not good weight? He's still a growing boy. Let's not forget that the the kid just grew two inches over the last few months here. He's putting on the weight to try to keep up with him. He might be 7-2 by next season. So he's, gonna have to keep put, he's gonna have to keep putting on weight, good weight, like John said, muscle. Is he gonna yeah. lose uh, you know, a, a little bit of his speed? Maybe, but if you if you sacrifice the speed There's for no reason power, you contact, yeah, I don't think he will either. I mean, he's he's 22 years old. I mean, this, this guy is not even near the prime of his career. Like, let's let's put the brakes on him. Like, he's don't tell me he's out of shape and all this. I mean, these guys are now like they're at the Celtics facility. They're on a program. They're all on a program, whether it's dietary, working out. I mean, they're playing every other day. They're not like eating Easy Mac, you know, every night. Like, 
You know what I mean? Like these guys, guys know what these guys know what they're doing. Maybe he's a boy. Maybe he is. He he's is. A growing he... <laughs> boy. I mean, let's be honest. That's another so, T-shirt. Maybe they're eating fruity pebbles in the morning. You know, just hanging out. That's it. So <laughs> rubbing their socks and their feet together and shit. You want him to play power forward, and you you know you want you want the Celtics to not go big, and you want him to play the four. Then he has to put on a little bit of muscle, and and you guys are all right. He needs to seek contact. One of the best things that Paul Pierce did was he embraced contact. He looked yeah, for he contact. He was the loudest. He was the loudest guy in the gym when somebody touched him. He would call for more fouls than anybody in the world has ever dreamed of calling for. And he would probably get them, I think. So that's what Tatum has to add to his game. Look for contact. Create contact. Get loud out there. Force the ref to blow his whistle. And, you know, make a name for yourself that way. You know what Tatum does? He complains about not getting fouls instead of creating fouls. That's what he needs to focus on. I'll say this too. I want to bring this to the other end of the. Does not get fouled in every shot. I, I want to. I want to take this to defense because. <laughs> what did I say before this year? This team had the potential to be the best defensive team in the league, and they had all the personnel you could dream of: Tatum, Brown, Smart, Thompson, and instead they're one of the worst. And that's that's still a concern to me. It was another concern tonight. You're not helping yourself with turnovers, but that's somewhere else, Tatum can really step up. I, I mentioned it to you guys during the beginning of the fourth quarter. He took that game over defensively with the steals, with the breakouts, locking down Grant. I know we talked about Grant's <laughs> struggles late in this one. That Tatum was a big part of that. So that's another area where he can be more consistently great for this team to start this year. I'm still mesmerized that this group is as bad defensively as they are to start this year. And I talked to Nick about it too. Like I said, this group, they, they have that potential. They might not be the best offensively, but defensively, they could be locking down. Yeah. And, man, were we wrong. Like, they, they just don't look like a team who – Get off the phone, Nick. Locks the down. Phone down bro. Put the phone yeah, down. That, that looks Jeez. like a good person to waste your Celtics takes on. <laughs> Not drinking text. Not who good. said that? Who this said was, that before the draft? No, but I hope I hope uh, a seed 44 here knows that I said absolutely trade Marcus right. Smart for the – if, and that the Warriors would never in 10,000 years do that. But anyway. James Wiseman, you weren't missing there for sure. They need all of that right now. This is the roughest comment we've had in our history. It's wrong. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to assume that Matthews had a few. And again, we're nitpicking. And that's okay if he has. We're nitpicking with Hayden. We're not saying he stinks. He's saying Tatum is Wiggins. I think he means Tatum, but he spelled it wrong. But that's not true. Tatum is a 10 times the shooter. Okay, how about this stuff. one? This one's worse. Nah. Oh. That's so untrue and awful that it's I It's so I bad that we lost Joe Sway. Yeah. You know I, what? I'll say this about Jeff Green. Second least favorite Celtic. You already know my least favorite Celtic. Jeff Green was my second least favorite Celtic. And this, after that, Rondo, I don't, Rondo's I, your I least don't dislike anybody. Who? Rondo. Is yours? No, yours. Oh, no, I love Rondo, dude. Are we kidding me? I love Rondo guy. So I'll back Rondo till the, till the day I die. But Jeff Green, see you later. I mean, that talk about Wait, who was your least bad favorite? attitude, too. Oh, Kyrie? Yeah. Okay. I barely consider him a Celtic. He was here for friggin' 10 minutes. He was here I'm for two years. I know. But what are you? <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah but the injury. Least, yeah, the injury. I had a question. I had a question for Joe Sway. He keeps disappearing, but uh, these these series are going to be interesting. Just like plug the friggin' thing in. <laughs> no, Joe, I couldn't hear everyone except for you, John. I'm like, no, I got to do this again. Joe uh, Sway, I want to yo, ask Joe about your Sway, favorite topic. You get, What's up? I was gonna I was gonna ask about your favorite topic here, these series, because we're gonna see the Pistons twice. Are all of these gonna be splits pretty much? The first one was the split between uh Boston and Indiana there, and a lot of them seem to be going that uh, way. That's a good split talk. I think so. I think it's gonna happen a lot of the time, Bobby. I really do. This is where everyone goes to the bathroom. I'm gonna take off for a minute. Well, I I you I I use that to lead in. I mean, we're in panic mode right now. We're freaking out about Neesmith and Tatum. I still look at this team and say, like, get to 500 through the stretch without Kemba. Like, you might be the sixth seed. You might be the seventh seed. But you're going to be in a better spot. This guy's talking about 500 now. You're going to learn a lot of books, too, though. No, you know why I say that, though, Jimmy? Because once you get Kemba back, you start to integrate Langford later in this year. Like, this is all going to be a building up year for this team. So I see, like, trends not going in the – greatest direction to start this year we knew that was going to happen i mean you guys were freaking out coming into the season <laughs> saying they could be way back yeah I, i've been known to drive around in the truck. <laughs> no, it's just the colors it's just the colors that's what had me laughing in the middle of the funny. these commenters are stepping up the Joe's game like, every game Yo, every it's game not worse than like, kendrick perkins though Perkins, man, that was a disaster tonight. Oh, you look, you look like you're at dial-up half the time, bro. No, no, no. Like you're getting the AOL, like. I swear, it fades. It fades as the show goes on, bro. The Wi-Fi just fades. You don't want to become known as the guy with bad Wi-Fi, Joe Sway. That's just that's not who you want to be. Yo, that Brock. What can Bobby do for you? Man. I'm just yeah, telling you guys. I asked John this point blank the other Yo. day. He actually agreed with me. Is this team ahead of schedule or behind schedule? Because for all the nitpicking we're doing, I still feel like they're ahead of schedule in terms of what we expected. Well, if the schedule is, is, is taking you nowhere, then yeah. I mean, it, but right now, what, is, what are you seeing from this team that like makes you feel okay? But well, like, Grant, 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 let's talk about this. Who got? When when does Brad give up on Grant? Realistically, guys. He can't. He can't. How can he? Can't, he? Right? he can't. No one else. I agree. I agree. You can limit his minutes. You can limit his usage, but he, he has to go out there. And the question by the end of the season, like, you know, once they get back Kemba, once they get back Langford, did they make the right decisions to carry this team through this early stretcher? Now, you can't build your roster for 20 games at the start <laughs> of the year when you're banged up. But to have four centers and two wings, just you see the impact of that early on. Like they, they're kind of disjointed in the way the roster is built. And I, I see some Javante Green in the comments. That's a fair point too. He's been out. They can't do the yeah. three wing lineup the same way. But tonight, for sure. that wing depth is killing them right now in a bad way. And like Yo, we can't even we can't call yeah, Grant a wing. <laughs> That's my boy. That, that's Sean Dutra from the Cosmic Street Podcast. He lives in Brockton. That's why I was dying laughing. I, 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 assumed, it, I assumed it was a private joke. <laughs> oh, I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> Beautiful house, though. Beautiful house. Oh, so here's a fair here's a fair comment because it, everyone knows where I land on this one. This is from Griffin. Uh, why is everyone sure everything's going to be fine when there's Kemba? Mm -hmm. I, I'm not. I, I, I'm really worried that Kemba 
and again, I'm still wor- I'm still viewing Kemba as, and I'm still viewing it as if not when. Uh, I, I'm not certain that they get to the end of whatever assessment period here, and that they're like, okay, here he comes, he's going to be back in 100. percent I'm pretty still worried. I'm pretty worried about it still, and I, I don't think you there's any worry reason. So much. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's any reason to think. It's going to be all right just when – I don't think he's a savior when he comes back. I think if he comes back and he's close, of course, it makes a huge difference. But it, I, I'm still I'm still pretty worried about that. Yeah, but he's got to ramp up though, right, guys? I, I think I think what Griffin's trying to say is he's not going to just come in and just start dropping 20, 20 you know, right away. And I'm not saying it's going to take him a few games. This might take him a few weeks. What you hope is you get that Kemba in the postseason. I, I think that's what you're wishing for. I think that's what the Celtics are realistically aiming for. You're not going to get – the Kemba that Kemba's not going to be at eighty percent balling out in, in the middle of March. I don't think it's going to be that. that I don't think that's going to be the case. But the, but if he's back by March or or at least late February and he's working his way back, then that's on. That's a good sign for the Celtics. Yeah, the the, tr- the tricky oh, thing about oh, him oh, is, wait, wait, you, <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't want to think about that one. Um, <laughs> when, Sorry, when Kemba. Guys, but, what Kemba is going to need to get to when he gets back is that explosiveness, the creation for himself to take pressure off Tatum and Brown in that regard. What's tough, and I'll give you this, John, he's not an elite facilitator. So if he comes back and he's not really getting his, but he's still that great dribbler and carving out traffic, that's going to be an adjustment for him. That's like a role he's going to have to get more comfortable in is being that pure facilitator. Kind of think about what Pritchard's doing for them right now. He's not scoring a ton but he's opening up for other guys. That's not what Kemba does. Kemba goes out there and lights it up and takes pressure off guys by being that single, you know, point scorer. Uh, So I'll give you that. He's got to come out and score. He's got to come out and be explosive. And I don't know. None of us know if that's going to happen. Well, he's also a threat from the well, perimeter, then, right? Too. That's that's another thing to keep a close eye on. Like, what what if he doesn't get? Back yeah, to but that? not off the ball. He's he's got to be on the ball, making that happen. Yeah, that's true. I just think he forces opposing defenses to really guard the perimeter when he gets going. You know, over forty percent from three. Like that's that also makes him a tough or make the Celtics a tough team to guard in the backcourt. I'm I'm throwing this comment up here because again, I, I'm not trying to dog the guy. I am just I am so shocked at how unathletic Tristan Thompson is. I, I really you thought think he was, LeBron. I thought he was. I thought he was more athletic. I thought I thought he had a little more ju- a little more juice. He is. I mean, he is glued to the ground. <laughs> That's it, man. Glued well, to the ground. I thought he had a little bit more. I'm not saying he's leaping through the building, but for an undersized center, he cannot. I mean, he's really battling. I mean, he's a he's an absolute brawler, but. Um, and, and he, and he's, I mean, plays with energy, plays hard. Every, you love, you love what he brings to the table, but man, he's just n- not athletic at all. <laughs> I mean, and I mean, just clumsy as hell on offense. And we knew that, but I don't know. I mean, I, I I'm not, I'm not having buyer's remorse fully here, but I, I, I'm not in love after six games. I'll just say that. I think he's been solid considering the kind of shape he came in with, but I'll go back to this. Were there great wing options out there? Probably not in terms of a mid-level kind of player. But if they don't kind of shape into a more traditional lineup here, like every center is going to be limited by the other center. 
whether it's Grant at the four, whether it's Tice at the four. You know, Tice was talking the other day. I haven't played four in like ever. Like this is like his first time ever playing the four. And like Thompson's manning that middle, so he's kind of in a comfortable position. But is he surrounded by people who are complimenting his game the most in terms of a lineup? This team looks awkward. We we talked about how weird the Pistons roster is. The Celtics, you know, starting Tice and Thompson isn't too far off. So you have four centers and two wings. I'm going to keep going back to that. And that makes for some awkwardness for all the centers involved. Like Tice, he's dealing with it. Uh, you know, Rob, Rob's the only guy who's adjusting comfortably. Do we have an update on him? Is he is he fine? Um, I haven't seen anything yet. All right. They said he was available be... to go back in. He didn't yeah, look I feel good, like he really though. got boxed out in that fourth quarter too. Like he he's he's big on the uh the the, the putbacks and the tap, you know. But he just got flat out boxed out a lot. Of Is it Thompson or Rob? Yeah, Thompson. Thompson. Uh, yeah. Like I, the way I ideally imagine him again, just like Tice is at center, three wings around him, everybody's switching. Like you, you can't, you can't have Grant and Thompson and play a switch defense or Tice and Thompson and play. like it just, it's awkward. It doesn't work. It's not the same as Hayward and Tice as, as last year at that four yeah. five spot. The Robert Williams thing. I mean, they said he was theoretically available um, late, um, but he just didn't go in. What was the injury? It was the the, the knee the on knee thing. Thing it looked like. Was yeah. the knee? All right, so he'll be fine. I got a little worried with the hip there, seeing that with his pass there, but he'll probably be good. Um, but I I want to what I want to see more of for these games to come, and who knows how far long Green's going to be out. More Green at the four, more of those kind of lineups, or if you want to do what they did tonight with three guards, and you've mentioned this, John Smart, uh, Brown, Pritchard, or even T. Pritchard, nice, Smart. I, I'd like that three guard lineup better, sliding Jalen over to more of a of a three. You know, you know what that's gonna mean though. Grant's not gonna play at all. Oh no! I know. I'm not oh. mad about that, but like, change it. Are they are they gonna do that? Like Brad, for some reason, still is really married to those Grant minutes. Well, he's supposed to be the Swiss Army knife, right? He's supposed to take another another stride here, but he hasn't. I think even Brad is surprised. He's just thinking it's gonna happen any day now. Again, like I see him at center, don't you, Joe Sway? Like that four is not working. Yeah, no, agreed. And, and I think uh, that outside shot. I think maybe now, maybe he's, he's in his own head again, sort of like flashbacks of last year. But speaking of outside shooting, though, how important is that for Tice? Because I feel like sometimes that would sort of open things up. But he just, I felt more comfortable with him shooting threes in the bubble than I do now, and that's not good. I, I thought I feel better about him threes. Did he, did he take any tonight? I mean, he's, he's been okay. One or two, I think. And they yeah. both looked horrible, but, but he had the open look. So it was sort of like that situation where he, he, he always finds himself in where he's like, he has to take it. Whereas before he used to hesitate, but then in the bubble, it was like automatic in the sense of he was just going to take it. And, he used to be better. He, he definitely used to be better during that second yeah. year, I think, 2019. Uh, exactly. So I think that's when he was at his best, but or he found that touch, I guess. Hey, so here we are. Like this, this lineup's a little awkward. It uh, is. And every time you lose, you're you're going to see you'll see all the warts, and then they win, and you celebrate the accomplishments of Tatum yeah. and Brown. We're going to be riding this roller coaster for a little bit. Again, I think there's a 500 team for a while. Said, yeah. said he's, a, he's a dull Swiss Army knife. That's that's facts. Yeah. <laughs> Very dull, mad dull, not sharp at all. I like right. that. He has all, all the, the tools, but they're just not sharp. They're not. He's a no tool. He's a yeah, right. This kind of goes. 
Bobby Go Turner, five hundred basketball team until Kemba comes back, and then we're pretty much saying, or some of us are saying that Kemba either may not come back if you're John, or or, not if you're not. Clay or me, or I just want to me saying yeah. he may not come back. 50% until like a month later and even then who knows where he's going to be so I mean really like where where is this team <laughs> in the Eastern Conference are they just slightly really above 500 shut up Brockton sure. they're probably not a home court team for sure the way they look now um, can you build up some guys does Neesmith get involved like that's the stuff we're going to start to answer as the year goes on. And that's why I don't want to make like definitive judgments right away on what this team is. Like they're just so far away from what we're going to see. But as they look now, you know, they're probably not better than Philadelphia. They're probably not better than Indiana. Like, well, Indy just the, lost Warren. Warren hurts. Yeah. That's huge. The heat, yeah. the heat of look good. The bucks, we know what the bucks are. So you're looking at that six C like as they are right now. And I'm not, I'm not hammering them in as six. But they're going to play a good portion of the schedule with the team they have right I, I, now. I want uh, – can somebody acknowledge what a massive departure this is from what Bobby was saying like two games ago? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or this, this, was our, this was our logic. This looks like about a six-ish seed, you know? Bobby's mailing it in now. He's like, no, they're no, 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 no. I'm not – I'm saying like, you know, 20-game sample size. As currently constructed, yeah. Yeah, and then once you start to integrate in the other stuff later and some of these young guys possibly improve and Thompson starts rolling at his highest rate, you go on a late-season stretch. That's what I've been hoping for all along. And you know, everybody in the comments saying, i got to get in the truck right now. So <laughs> pick me up, Jimmy. <laughs> it's, it's, it's heating up outside. If you want, if you want I'll isolate one of the other guys and you can go and change real quick. This is why all the Christmas gifts were late. I was on this show. <laughs> Yo, what if, if yo, midway through your take, if you just put a UPS jacket on while you're talking, bro, I'd lose it, man. I would lose it. If you come in with a full UPS hat next time, I will love it. <laughs> let me let, let me let me look for that right now. Uh, I don't know. Here we are. They they're probably gonna beat the Pistons on Sunday and we'll be high and then we're gonna be low on other games. Sure. And, right, John. Someone just made a really good comment here. Um four good looking uh, guys. We are. You are. <laughs> the Heat are two and three. Milwaukee, Brooklyn, three and three. Toronto just won their first Ooh, game. I was wrong about that Brooklyn start. Yeah. <laughs> it's um, like when uh, John, you, you put the graphic. I, you know, I think you sent it through the group text when you were like, just like everyone predicted, right? The top four teams in the East were all lower here. Orlando, Atlanta. Yeah. You know, I'm glad. I'm glad you put this comment up because we have to ask the Prime Minister himself, Bobby, the Prime Minister of Canada. What's going on in Toronto? Why was Siakam benched? And has Nick Nurse lost the locker room? My guy, Nick Nurse. I think that Tampa got screwed in a way that I, I think they got screwed in a way that other teams haven't this year. And it's a weird year, but like to be thrown down to Tampa, what were they doing? Sending that team down there and just like so many of their teams are so many of their lives have been uprooted you got guys who have been living in canada for years trying to figure out that whole situation i mean guys were still figuring out where they were going to be living there like in the last days of training camp so i mean that was just a brutally unfair uh, thing that they had to deal with this year and they lost some good players serge Ibaka is an outstanding guy you know gasol we knew he wasn't the best but like that team is just going through it in a way that no other team's going to go through it this year they have a tough travel schedule 
Um, and they're coming up on the schedule for the Celtics too. So that's good for Boston that that team that was going to kind of be a shoe in in the top four or five there is, you know, dealing with a lot right now. But yeah, they don't look very good. And you got to wonder if they're going to be one of those teams that blows it up, goes in that direction this year. Um, I think. No, no, Bobby. You know what I said, man. I'm not giving up on it. Just pull the trigger. Do it. You know Missouri would do it, man. Trade for Harden. Just do it, Toronto. Just roll the dice. It'll be entertaining for all of us. We can all see I think, what's going to happen. I think, that's, I think that's still the team. You're right, Josue. Do it. Make it you know happen, what, Toronto. You did it once, and it paid off. Do it again. Imagine. I don't think it's going to happen, but can you imagine if, if, if James Harden can, can bring that team to the NBA Finals? You know, the Toronto Raptors back in it when no one else expected it? It looks like they could use a shakeup like that, especially if they're, you know, souring on yeah. Siakam a little bit. Look at the Celtics after every loss like this, you know? We're going to have two days of trade for Harden talk, and then they're going to beat the bag out of Detroit next time, and everything <laughs> will be fine. Um, so uh, well, that's officially like, closed. The way, Brown, more, <laughs> the way Brown's looking right now, you don't even consider it. Like, he's, he's ascending to a level that, you know, wouldn't even make that worth it. Oh yeah, no, it's there's no it. I, I've never been for that just because it's again you're not. Yeah, we gotta talk anybody. about it. Yeah, you're not trading a two way player who's uh you know uh, under twenty five who you have under one of the best contracts in basketball right now for 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 heart for no any I mean, option at the end. Yeah, for very few people. I mean. Jalen is it's too good. So um, this will wrap it up. I think we we've 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 done all we can do here. Uh, we got the same two teams at it again. Um, I, I, you know, I am curious. Uh, you know, uh, you know how they come out next time. This is going to be one of these Mad Brad sort of. Yo, John, get that, get that, get that. What can Brown do for you? Yo, that's perfect. Yes. That's yeah. perfect. That should be a graphic for. We should uh, we, sh- we should ask the, the big Jalen Brown game. <laughs> we should ask Bobby. Bobby, what can Brown do for you since you're the UPS guy? They know what they're doing. That's 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 a that, that that's a double entendre. They call that. They call yeah. that. <laughs> I love it. Um. So I got two of these shirts. I'll have to wear them more often. It gets the people going. Hey, I got Brown yeah. on too. What, what, no, no, it's a... it's the people. <laughs> it's kind of burnt. Uh, sienna, orange. What that's another color. Yeah, right? it, it is. It's canyon. Canyon. I don't know. Uh, so, so we'll wrap it up. We got to get we got to get Gelso to shut his TV off here. So he's not going to go. He's not going to chill until we stop. So we got to stop. Um, I know he's going to keep going on. That's true. That's true. Also, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit up my landlord to be like, "What the f is going on with this Wi-Fi?" With this I'm on it, Wi-Fi. I'm on it. Wi-Fi yeah. game is going to be stepped so up. In- You'll see. I want to see HD next time. Yeah. Um, so uh, same two teams. It's a matinee on Sunday. We'll have some cast of characters back in the game. Oh uh, yeah, we do. We I'm trying to make some sponsor. money over here. Do we have a sponsor? Do we have a sponsor? We've got sponsors. <laughs> make that paper this <laughs> year. New this year, kid. new money. Yeah, LinkedIn. You get jobs, kid. Right. <laughs> new Year's resolution: get your job application get jobs, out there. Kid. Get off. Get the job, company. kid. That's the whole thing. Start the new year right, kid. Get yeah, a job. Start the new year right. Get a job. Fucking <laughs> deadbeat. We are on fire on LinkedIn. I mean, the amount of people <laughs> looking for jobs there. Boston LinkedIn ad right there. That, that's the tagline right there. Yeah, new year, get a job. Get a job. <laughs> <laughs> but the real tagline is this, okay? The new year's Yo, here. Yo, you got to move out, buddy. Fresh start. 
for your small business, your shifting hours, hiring more people. One thing remains unchanged, the importance of having the right people on your team. So when your business is ready to make that next hire, LinkedIn Jobs, that's where you go. Uh, active yeah. community professionals, 722 million members word, what a word worldwide. Uh, post a job, screening questions, you know how it works. Manage the job post, contact candidates. What you need to do here is visit linkedin.com slash scribe. You get $50 off your first job post. That's linkedin.com slash scribe, $50 off your job post. And if you're not hiring people, but just looking for a job, just go get one um, on LinkedIn. I, hope, I wonder <laughs> if uh, the outside shooters on LinkedIn, the Celtics can hire. Maybe they uh, could use this promo code if there are any of them. Right. LinkedIn.com slash scribe. Right. Get yourself a okay. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, listen, it's a new year. You've been on the couch for the last eight months. It's time to get your application out there. You know, it's COVID's going to end I, at some point. I, I need maybe, a job. Maybe, maybe you saw one of those Phoenix commercials where the, the, the guy's like pissed off. He's like, you've been sitting on your couch all day. You say you're going to do it. <laughs> That's what you sound like. <laughs> it's funny. Hey, I, go do it already. I exited the chat for 10 seconds to do this read. Uh, and the last thing we were talking about was joking about Harden. And I come back to the chat and it's all about how Boston doesn't have good strip clubs. Like every single time we have this Harden, every time we have this Harden conversation, all anyone talks about That's is like, true. no way he's coming here. They don't have the, we don't have the strip clubs. <laughs> it's the well, conversation never been the glass every room. time. Room one, room one. They've never been in the glass slipper. If anyone, anyone from the glass slippers watching, I salute you. I'm not right. You go, you go to recruit Durant, you bring Tom Brady. <laughs> you go to recruit Harden, you bring a bunch of friggin' girls from the glass, you know. <laughs> they all, yeah, they all get robbed and stabbed. <laughs> what happened? I thought you, you bring guys a bunch of, You bring a bunch of ladies, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, oh, man. Oh, right. Toronto's got them, I, I heard. We've done our read. We've done all we can do. Jimmy Toscano, Josue right. Pavone, Heavy.com, CLNS Media, Bobby Manning already wrote something for Celtics blog. Uh, he'll be doing stuff for CLNS Media as well after the game. A bunch of post-game stuff coming up on our YouTube channel. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Uh, you get all of our uh, notifications. Seven rate, five stars. Yes, definitely. You know what's when great about the, the impromptu content? You know, you get the, you get the alert right away. You can tune in. Great. Yeah, that's it. Um, both this, we have a main channel, we have a Celtics channel, there's a Patriots channel, there's a Bruins channel, any any content you want. You subscribe to this, the Celtics channel, uh, you will get alerted here. We're going to get a lot of other uh, Celtics-related content, not just game-specific, a bunch of podcasts. Josue Favone's got Causeway Street. Bobby Manning's got Dome Theory. We have Celtics Beat Podcast with Adam Kaufman. Winning Plays with Brian Robb, Michael Pina, Rich Levine, Jeff Goodman, and Bob Ryan. The they, their waiter show is outstanding. Podcast. Great, great podcast. Cedric Maxwell Podcast. It's absolutely yes, loaded. We have some of the best basketball voices in the market uh, here talking about uh, the NBA and the Celtics. So this is the place you want to be. Uh, we're going to wrap it up. We've got another game on Sunday, so we will see you guys then.